Welcome to today's edition of the Bible Class. Our teacher, Dr. Kenneth C. Hill, is teaching from the New Testament book of John. You may send your questions by email through our website at whcbradio.org. That's whcbradio.org. Or you may mail your questions to the Bible Class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Blutville, Tennessee, 37617. And now, here is Dr. Hill with today's lesson. Welcome to the Bible class. We are well underway in the study of the Gospel according to John. We are in chapter 18. We have seen the betrayal and arrest of Christ. We have seen Jesus brought before the high priest in verse 12, 13, and 14 of chapter 18. And we are ready to see the situation unfold before us. Now, according to some scholars, there were seven trials of Christ. There were three main trials in the Jewish court system, and there were four additional trials, and all of them were false. They were kangaroo courts because they had no jurisdiction over Jesus because he had done nothing wrong. However, they held court anyway, and as happens in human justice systems, it failed to give justice. In fact, throughout history, when you study the justice systems of various nations and ages, you find more often than not that human justice is not truly just. That's why we who follow Jesus Christ rely upon the justice of Almighty God, not upon the justice of man. Oh, we would love to think that men will be in that august position of holding forth and doing what is right and knowing the truth and following the truth. However, we see the justice system on all levels fail as it pertains to Jesus Christ. There were three stages of a Jewish trial, at least of this one with Christ, Number one, there was a preliminary arraignment before Annas, and this was given only by John in his writing. Then there was an informal trial before Caiaphas in the Sanhedrin before dawn, and uh, that's uh, in verse 24. It's reported fully in Matthew chapter 26 and in Mark chapter 14. And then there's a formal, formal trial by the Sanhedrin after dawn, Uh, reported fully in Luke chapter 22 and briefly mentioned in Matthew chapter 27. It was a wrong thing for them to have any court hearing uh, when it was night. They were not supposed to do that. They were supposed to do it in the light, in the daytime. Uh, However, they skirted the rules and did what they wanted. Verse 15 is where we begin our narrative and our study today of chapter 18. Verse 15, And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple, 
Who do you think that other disciple was, by the way? Uh, John was the other disciple. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest, and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without. Then went out that other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, and spake unto her that kept the door, and brought in Peter. Then saith the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Art not thou also one of this man's disciples? And he saith, I am not. Are you counting? There will be three denials before the cock crows, before the rooster crows. I am not. That's denial number one. And the servants and officers stood there who had made a fire of coals, for it was cold, and they warmed themselves, and Peter stood with them and warmed himself. When I think of Peter's first denial, I see that it was not with coercion. It was not uh, because he was in a place where his life was threatened if he had said, yes, I'm with him. Uh, it was a simple question asked by a simple person with no authority. This woman kept the door. That's what she did. She was a servant. And he still denied Christ. And that was his first denial. Now let's see the trial, or at least the interrogation. Verse 19, The high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine, Jesus answered him, I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple, whither the Jews always resort, and in secret have I done nothing, have I said nothing. Why askest thou me, ask them which heard me. What I have said unto them, behold, they know what I said. Verse 22, And when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answerest thou the high priest so? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why smitest thou me? It was against Jewish law, Jewish rules, to beat a prisoner. Of course, he did it with an open hand, not a, not a, a fist. And so supposedly that was better. But... Uh, he was not to be attacking a prisoner in any event. It was not to be done. And yet he did. Verse 24, Now Annas had him bound unto Caiaphas, the high priest. Commentators say that Annas was high priest some years, Caiaphas high priest other years, but that there was a cabal of high priest types uh, that would rule Jerusalem. So it didn't matter who was the high priest that year. They were always the same good old boys in the network that took care of things. And that makes a lot of sense because they were concerned about keeping their power and keeping themselves in authority uh, so they could make um, the money that they made. They could have the high society living that they had. And that's what they wanted, according to Scripture, and, and that's what they were attempting to do. And so, according to scholars, then, we see that there was a ring of these thieves that were in charge. Uh, and uh, it didn't matter whether Annas or Caiaphas was high priest, uh, but somebody in that ring, in that group, would function in that position. 
Verse 25, And Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. They said therefore unto him, Art not thou also one of his disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. Now what number is that of denial? That's number two of his denials. Notice, Art thou not also of his disciples? didn't say, aren't you the leader? Aren't you this? Aren't you that? Just said, don't you follow him? And he was so scared, he said no. How sad. How sad. One of the servants, that was number two, one of the servants, verse 26, one of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman, whose ear Peter cut off, this was one of Malchus's kinfolks, saith, Did not I see thee in the garden with him? He had a pretty good recollection that he saw this guy swing a, a sword. Verse 27, Peter then denied again, and immediately the cock crew. We would say the rooster crowed. Immediately the rooster crowed. Three times he denied Christ, all in the space of a matter of minutes. And the reminder of the rooster crowing came his way. Now, Christ had already gone before Annas, and now he'd already gone before Caiaphas, and now they led Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Now notice, these folks, these Jewish leaders, could not go where Gentiles lived. It would have made them unclean. And so, here they are concerned about their ritual cleanliness, because they want to eat the Passover meal. They want to be religious, and yet they're working their hardest to murder, to execute, to kill this very Son of God. And so, they did not go before Pilate, but they had him come out to them because it was their custom how many of Christ's followers have been slaughtered because it's the custom of some religion? Well, we know there's much martyrdom that goes on in the world. We know there were 80 Christian folks uh, killed in one incident in North Korea recently because they had Bibles. We know of millions that have been killed in North Korea and China and Russia uh, over the years because of their communist masters killing Christians. We know that to be the case in other countries as well. In the midst of deep, dark Africa, we have seen genocide because one side was Christian and another was not. How sad it is, and yet it continues. And the people that do this evil, but perpetrate this, this death to people, to, to fellow human beings who follow Christ, they think of themselves as being God's friend. How utterly 
contemptible that is. So Pilate went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. Now what kind of an answer is that? Well, it's a pitiful answer. It's one like we find oftentimes from a politician in the United States of America. Well, why did you do this? Well, if it wasn't uh, in our best interest, wouldn't we have done something else? <laughs> you know, that's, that's the answer. And so they gave this smokescreen of an answer. And Pilate wasn't going to act upon it. He said, uh, verse 31, Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him, and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death. Which was true. They had to get Rome, uh, Rome's approval to be able to uh, execute someone. It was their responsibility to do that. It's a fulfillment of John chapter 12, verses 32 and 33. If the Jews, rather than the Romans, had killed Christ, it would have been by stoning. That would have been their way to do it. They didn't do it by crucifixion. That was the Roman way. And yet God's word had prophesied for hundreds of years ahead of time that he was going to be hanged upon a tree, which is a shameful way to die according to the Jewish understanding, the most shameful way of all. And so here Christ is before Pilate. Pilate says, Take him and judge him according to your law. And the Jews therefore said unto him, It's not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying the death he should die. John chapter 12. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and called Jesus, and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Very specific question, very good question. It's one that needed to be answered. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it of me, tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Now, before we read Christ's answer, let's understand the question. Are you the king of the Jews? At what level are you talking, Pilate? Are you talking at the spiritual level, which is someone else telling you? Or are you talking at the governmental level of kingship, which would be something you would normally think about because you are in the ruling class in the ruling country? That was Christ's question to Pilate after Pilate's question to Christ. Pilate answered that pretty clearly. He said, your own nation gave you up, your own people. And so, since that's the case, what have you done anyway? Pilate was not seeking a political answer. Uh, he was seeking a political answer, but he wasn't going to get a political answer because Christ was not a political king. And see, that's the key. That's the thing to understand here. Christ was the king of the Jews in that he was the Messiah, the Savior of the Jews and of all the world. He was their Messiah. 
He was their hope. The hope of all Israel was Christ Jesus. Jesus answered, verse 36, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. He answered it clearly. It is not a political kingdom. It is not a human kingdom. It is not a temporal, timely, earthly kingdom. This is from God, and it is spiritual that we're talking about. Pilate, therefore, verse 37, said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Now here's the question that has resounded throughout the centuries. This is the question of the governor of the Roman province. This is the question of this well-educated Roman civil servant, not a philosopher necessarily, but of someone who just wants to know what is truth. Verse 38, Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. I find in him no fault. Now, if there was a judgment of no fault, then he should have been released. That would have been the normal justice in the Roman system. There's a finding of no fault. There's a finding of not guilty. There's a finding of, I find no reason for him to be arrested. I find no reason for him to be interrogated. I find no reason for him to be on trial. This is Pilate's judgment. But he didn't release him. You see, at work was the plan of God. And the plan of God was for Jesus the Christ at this very time to go to the cross. The date, the day, everything was working according to God's plan. His prophetic plan was being worked out every moment, every second. It was being worked out according to God's timetable. And so instead of just releasing Christ... He says, But ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Why not? Why wouldn't you want him released? Well, the Sanhedrin, the high priests, all of these elitist leaders uh, in Jerusalem had worked together. And they had gotten the people into a frenzy. No doubt they had paid some to, to be the ringleaders, but here they were, and they were crying out. Verse 40, Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Don't release the king of the Jews. Don't release Jesus the Christ, the miracle worker. Do not release 
Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, do not release this one who has done so much good for people throughout Israel. Do not release this Jesus of Nazareth, who is the king of the Jews, who raised the dead and brought them back to life again. Don't release him. Release Barabbas. And then it goes on to say in a sort of a footnote, now Barabbas was a robber. Now others in history will tell us that Barabbas was probably also a murderer and was probably also a zealot and was probably also, and they keep adding new things all the time to what Barabbas might have been. But whatever Barabbas was, he was a sinner and he certainly was not a miracle working God that Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God was. And they cried all again. This is the crowd outside. They cried all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. What's your heart cry today when you're given the opportunity to receive this very Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus himself, as your Savior? Will you receive Jesus Christ and the forgiveness he has for your sins today? Thank you for joining us today for this edition of the Bible Class with Dr. Kenneth C. Hill. You may reach us by email by going to our website, whcbradio.org, and sending us an email on the Contact Us link. That's whcbradio.org. If you prefer to use the Postal Service, our address is the Bible Class, WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bluntville, Tennessee, 37617. That's the Bible class, care of WHCB, Post Office Box 5, Bumpville, Tennessee, 37617. You may also call us at 423-878-6279. Until our next Bible class program, we are trusting that the Lord will richly bless you as you serve Him.